Welcome to another episode of the MaxCast. I'm Max Marcus, and today we have a, a very funny guest, uh, Bree Hunter. How are you doing, Bree? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good, and uh, we were just starting to talk about this before the show, but uh, Bree has uh, her podcast, uh, what is it, Bree Hunter is Fucked? Yes, Bree podcast and YouTube show. That's where, because it is video, it's the same thing, it's video recorded yeah. too. And uh, now you're starting uh, a newer thing with uh, UFC or MMA. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm sort of starting to build that up, which is like, I never thought that like the sort of bro men of like, you know, who sort of make up like the UFC MMA fandom would mm-hmm. like, you know, or appreciate me. And then I remembered, obviously I have tits so that that yeah. alone, I think yeah. helps them appreciate me. So yeah. So I found like a nice little niche for myself and I'm trying to work on it. Um, and plus for a while, like UFC was like the only thing going on because everything yes, else was, was shut down. So, uh, did you get into UFC during that time or have you always been kind of into it? Um, I would like, I would say like for a while, like I watched here and there, but mainly cause I just saw it as like, you know, hot, sweaty, tattooed guys rolling around. And then during yeah. the pandemic, I actually started to like appreciate the sport and the people in it and, you know, the martial arts behind it. So yeah. I started to say, like, I started taking it more seriously during the pandemic. Yeah. I, uh, I've watched a little bit, um, I have friends that are more into it than me, but the one guy I like a lot that did get me into it is uh, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I just like that he's, uh, he's like an anime nerd that just can beat the shit out of anyone. I think <laughs> that is, uh, that's like what, uh, what does it for me where he's just like, it's about time. That's how yeah. Like absolutely i think that's like the cool thing of like about mma is that like people like when they love a fighter it's like you said like they identify with like one like, like something about them and then they're like their hero you know so like everybody has different ones for different reasons so yeah yeah i feel like with him it's like the anime guys love him yeah. um like sort of like the incel trump loving people like colby like everybody yeah. sort of has their person who represents them in the sport and i think that's why it kind of attracts people from all walks of life yeah. Do you have uh, someone that you're uh, that you're more uh, like drawn to? I really like um, John Jones because okay. I feel like he's a little mentally unstable, but also yeah. really cool. And yeah. I feel like I'm a little mentally unstable, but also kind of cool. So like I sort of, you know, appreciate his psychoses, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. And you're starting to uh, so you have the YouTube show. And you're starting to you're are you on TikTok now or not yet? So I literally I just started my page less than 24 hours ago. And I feel like my handle, like I'm like the MILF of TikTok. Like I am like 10 to 15 years older than like the target demographic. I'm asking my little sisters who are like 14 and 16, like how to do things. Like I feel so out of place there. Are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. I feel pretty out of place at like 26. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so it's just like I um I I started off doing um my most successful video was when I was uh filming myself play NBA 2K and I would do blacktop mode. Oh my um, god, yeah. And I would just play as Muggsy Bogues, which uh you know, he was like the shortest basketball player, he was like 5'3" and just trying to like one-on-one different players. And it was the video of um, Muggsy versus Shaq that has like over like 12,000 
Oh uh, my god! And nothing else I've done has come close to that. <laughs> it's just like I I put my comedy. I put like I I tried different things, but nothing nothing has had the success of uh, Shaq dunking on Muggsy Bogues. Oh, like that's the thing about that platform that cracks me up is I'm like, I don't understand what people want. It's just like the most no. random videos will get like an incredible amount of views or you could put like a 15 second, you know, clip of really good comedy and it gets like 20 views. Like there's just no rhyme or reason to how, you know, things work on there. And yeah, I almost feel like a little bit of like a creeper being mm. my age. I'm 27. It's not like I'm like super old, but yeah, it's like, do you remember going to like a high school party and then like somebody's like weird older cousin would like be there hanging out in the corner? Like, hey guys, like trying to be hip. I feel like yeah. that's me. Like I'm like the Van Wilder of TikTok. Like it just, <laughs> I feel weird being there. Yeah, it does feel like that. You get to a point where it's just like, it's just like everyone that you're seeing. I mean, you can change up your feed, but it's like the the baseline feed is basically just like high schoolers dancing. And it's just like, dude, I yeah. feel so weird. I don't want to like what else is there on here. But um, I know what I found. I have some friends that have actually like made it pretty big. I think people like people who overcome shit on TikTok. Like I know I have a friend who's a comic and uh, a veteran and he talks a lot about oh. like his PTSD and yeah. like then politics because he's like a pretty liberal guy uh and is just like very outspoken against trump and like what that does for like his ptsd and like what he thinks that like how like whatever when trump insults the military and shit and it's just like he's gained a huge following it's like he like was like overnight it's like really crazy how that can happen I know. That's amazing. I mean, and again, as somebody who has like some like mental things going on myself, I'm like, maybe that's the key. Like maybe you just have to go on there and yeah, let it I all think, hang I out. think if there's anything, I, I think like diving into that might be uh, something they like. I don't know. It's hard to, it's, it's good on some level. Cause it's like, especially trying to be an entertainment. Uh, yeah. We're going to need to appeal to Gen Z. Right. Uh, I want to say at some point, but probably now, probably now is the time <laughs> to um, appeal to them, which is uh, just, uh, you know, pretty, pretty weird, pretty weird times. I know. But then it's like, again, as a comic, like, I, I feel like I'm sitting here thinking like, God, now I do, I have to be like a role model to these young kids. Cause normally I just, I do whatever on Instagram. I don't really care. But now I'm like, I'm on there with like my boobs out. I have to be I'm like, am I a good role model for these young, you know, girls? Am I like, they already know, have leading the minds of these. Like... <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was like, some of these videos, these dancing videos too. I was like, yeah. I love strippers, but like over 18. Like if I'm looking at a girl and she looks like she just, you know, wrapped up like her toddlers and tiaras shoot and she's doing a dance. I'm like, what the fuck is going on on this platform? It gets yeah. weird on there for sure. Well, it's kind of like, um, I don't know how much you know about it, your opinions on it or how deep you dived into it. But remember the controversy from uh, Cuties? Oh God. Yeah. That's like, well, a lot of that though was, I feel like from like the crazy QAnon people who, th who Probably. think that there's like a pedophile lurking around every corner. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it is a lot of that. Uh, Cause really when they're like, Oh, this is disgusting to like uh, objectify young girls like this. Then the movie's like, yeah, that's our point. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. That's why we made the movie. Right. I think it's also, I think Netflix messed up because Netflix was, because in like the promotional materials for it, like um, over, um, like overseas in Europe, it's yeah. all like uh, the young girl, but she's like dressed like 
in sweats and is like walking down like the street alone. Right. Um, whereas Netflix was like, what if we put them all in short shorts and like yeah. showed off that part of it? So I think Netflix definitely advertised it poorly. Yeah. Um, Someone definitely lost their job over the, the advertising bit for sure. Probably. I would think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, uh, you obviously you're also, uh, in comedy in the comedy world. We met, um, uh, a while, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago now, I feel like, um, through yeah. like, stand up New York, uh, and you've been in LA. How long have you been in LA for? I've been in LA for like two years and nine months. So, and I met you cause I'm one, like I started doing like comedy in the New York scene, like maybe six months before I left for LA. Yeah. So yeah, I, that was probably like three at this point, it's like almost three years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. I know That's time really flies. Long. Yeah. Especially when like in 2020, when like time is like a social construct and it's like, I felt yeah. like at first it was slow and now I'm like, I'm blinking and like every week feels like a day. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really weird. Um, the year's almost over and it's like, what did we do? We did nothing this year. It was like completely, it's, um, yeah, we don't need to go into too much of how awful of a year it is, but how, how is LA? How do you like it out there? Um, I mean, I, I like it a lot. I, there are definitely like stark differences between like LA and New York. And it's kind of the things that you always hear, like, the people overall are better looking, but like um, have like uh, terrible souls. So like you, there's sort of that aspect of it. Whereas like in New York, the people are maybe like, you know, you get more of like the, the average looking people, but who are like really cool and dope and like, mm-hmm. you know, have more than like two brain cells. Yeah. So that's kind of like difficult to navigate sometimes, but the weather's great. Um, yeah. And the people are like a little bit less angry, which is always nice. Yeah. And we didn't get hit as hard as you guys did um, during the pandemic too. So that was like a little bit easier, but I was like watching videos from home and being like, holy shit. Like it was getting kind of crazy here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, before the pandemic too, like I loved being in the comedy scene out in LA because the comedy store is like right there. So I was hanging out at the comedy store, like, you know, three nights a week sometimes and yeah. seeing like the biggest, you know, biggest names in, in comedy, like you're hanging out on the patio. You never know who's going to come out and have a drink. Like yeah. I feel like celebrities in general are more accessible in LA than they ever were mm. in New York. And like there, if you want to be in entertainment, obviously like that's very beneficial to you. Yeah. I feel like the celebrities that live in New York who live here because they know they won't right. be like talked to. Like, right. They're just like that. Like I have a friend who just like, you will see like Nick Kroll uh, on the subway. And yeah. it's just people aren't, he's not like being overrun with like selfies. He's just kind of like yeah. going about his day, like a normal, like he's a normal guy. Um, right. Because everybody in New York, again, is like, they kind of have like that anger. Like, it's like, oh yeah, like there's Nick Kroll, but also like, I'm pissed because, you know, I missed my train and this, that, and the other thing. So like, you don't even want to hang out. So it's sort of like, they count on that anger and misery to sort of protect them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in LA, like the sun's always out, like, you know, people are jolly and people are going to be yeah. bombarding you all day long. So yeah. I definitely could see the draw as a celebrity for wanting to kind of like get away and stay in New York. But if you're trying to get to that level, I think it's a little bit easier in LA. Yeah, I've thought about going out to L.A., um, especially, uh, I mean, I like the comedy scene in New York a lot, but L.A., I also want to, like, write for TV. Right. And that's, like, all L.A. That's where all the writer's rooms are. Yeah, um, so it might be something, 
I have to do at some point is what makes me nervous. I don't really, I haven't like driven. I've basically, I've probably driven a car maybe like five times since I turned 20. Yes. <laughs> like, I, you know, I went to school in Chicago and then moved to like New York soon after. So it's like, uh, that's just been like my whole adult life has not involved a car. Right. Like, yeah, you like driving a car was like not a skill you needed, like not getting stabbed, you know, on the subway was yeah. the skill that you practice. And I get yeah, it. I mean, that's... Up, I mean, like, yeah, give me your head on a swivel. And then hundred percent. Um, no, it's a different lifestyle, by the way. Also, I'm like, I keep going like this. I'm like very fidgety. And I just, if I have like a nip slip, just like help a sister out and like shout it out because I don't want to keep looking down. So if you see it, you got to give me a, yeah. like, a signal so we don't scar your viewers unless you want to censor it out later. So, oh, well, I don't put out the full, full video. I'll probably put out like a clip. So I just, if that happens, I just won't put that clip out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So, yeah. oh, wait, so do you, you don't put up the full recording? I might at some point. I haven't yet. Um, okay. There's only like my 10th episode. I, um, I think I'm going to start putting more stuff on my, um, on like IGTV. Uh, okay. I just put up a skit there that's like done all right. So I'm like trying to play around with it more, but yeah, yeah, maybe f at some point full episodes on YouTube, but you know, I just did like a two hour episode. I don't know if anyone wants to watch a full two hour thing at this point yet, but um, yeah, but we don't need to go into the, the technicals of. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I'm like, wait, so we're recording. I'm like, is this just for like your personal collection? Because like, if so, no judgments. So I was like, what, who you're keeping these videos more for? for no, I just pulled the, I pulled the audio from here. So it's really for oh, the audio. Okay. Um, but like, you can see, it's like kind of nice to see someone when you're talking. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And it gives me the option to do something at some point. I think I'm probably going to start now that it's like 10 episodes in. Uh, just promote it better. I think there's also a thing where people uh, don't really start listening to new podcasts until there's over 10 episodes because people right. like to listen to all your stuff and like uh, binge yeah. um, content. So if you have like five episodes, people are like, well, is this, is this like a thing? Is this just right. something someone tried? Um, right. or someone just like bored and looking for validation because there definitely is a lot of that like on the podcast scene or even in like the YouTube scene where it's just like people who like thought especially during the pandemic I noticed too like everybody thought they were suddenly going to be like a radio host and like start a yeah. podcast so yeah. you're well I didn't want to for a long time because of that even before the pandemic I was just like every comic has a podcast I'm not gonna be that, that guy too. yeah but yeah. then um you know, I just, I really just started with, I was like, oh, well, MaxCast is a good name. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I have to now. So I just like kind of went for it. I really went full like um, comedy trope during the pandemic. I started an open mic uh, producing a show and a, a podcast. So I'm, I'm just going, I'm just really going for it now. <laughs> it was like I love it. Yeah. I know. Well, you know what? I feel like the pandemic in a way is like the, is it was like this depressing thing where like you're sort of forced to be alone, which is sort of like, um, a, like in a way, like that's like a natural state for a comic, right? Like if there's anybody who could take that dark yeah. space and do something like well creatively with it, it's going to be the comedians, you know? Yeah, if anyone can take being alone and miserable and turn it into something, it's the people that were already doing that <laughs> before yeah. the pandemic. Exactly. Like, oh. um, I, you said too, like my friend was like, 
my friend was like, God, he's like, I feel like I sit around like in my bathrobe all day. And like, I, you know, I don't see anybody. And I'm like, well, I was doing that before the pandemic. Yeah. So this is not really much of a, you know, this isn't too hard for me, but yeah. um, for other people, I think it was like a little bit tough. And I'm like, I don't want to hijack your, what's supposed to be like your interview, but I have to ask you yeah. since we're on zoom, like I, obviously now I'm trying to get back into the dating scene, which is really hard during the pandemic. And again, like yeah. doing the whole face to face thing. Like I heard people like for a while, my friends were zoom dating. Like, so yeah. like, have, are you with somebody or are you trying the zoom? Like, what's your status right now? Um, I, well, I like just broke up like a month ago with the girl okay. that I'd been with for like two years almost. Oh God. So yeah. it was like, I was, um, I, it's funny. I was about to just go into this topic too. We we're on the same page um, that it says like, I feel like there's the people who are like, it was almost like what's worse. It's like, um, because there's the people who are just single the whole pandemic. Right. And then there's people who um, uh, the relationship ended in the pandemic. Um, right. Which makes me think like it had to be really bad if you were like, I'd rather be alone then stuck with this other person for one more day, even if the world is ending. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But we also didn't live together. So I think that's okay. when it got to, I think that's when it was really tough and you really got people like at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, when it was like, you can't go anywhere and you're just with this person. I think, um, yeah. I mean, if you're with someone and you lived with someone during the pandemic, I think just marry them at this point. Like you're probably good. I mean, if you can, if you can handle this, it's like, you're like, you're, 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 you're solid. You're like, you're in. yeah, there's nothing you can't overcome like nuclear Holocaust. Like you, you're good. Yeah. If you can, if you can handle each other at your worst during like the worst year ever, you're probably in it for the long run. But, um, yeah, this was like a stress test for sure. But yeah, so so you started for a while, you were sort of with somebody. So I was, like, I have been and was alone mm -hmm. the whole time, which was just like, I actually never, like for like two and a half years, actually like basically when I left New York, so almost the last time I like saw you, that was like the last time I was dating. Like I haven't dated at LA, like I just took like a hiatus. Like, and I know yeah. you follow me, so you know that like I haven't had sex since... Yeah. Martin Luther King Day of 2018. It's been over a thousand days. I calculated I didn't know a week the exact ago. Date, but I, I remembered it was it was a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some time. So, and then literally right before the pandemic struck, I was like, oh, you know what? This is it. Like, I'm gonna get back in the dating scene. And then of course God was like, haha, fuck you. Like you're gonna be alone again. And so I was like, God. So I tried to do the whole like dating online thing like during the pandemic, but it was just weird. So I just ended up like masturbating a ton, which again, I yeah was yeah. doing before the pandemic so it wasn't a, like a huge you know switch for me but yeah um, I mean I was doing that a ton even when I was dating so it's yeah. like uh, it's, just, it's like it I wasn't think, much of a segue so no um but yeah I, I mean but I've tried getting back out there in the last month um uh I've been doing comedy shows so that's kind of where I've tried meeting people nothing there has worked yet I bet um <laughs> <laughs> I met a really cute girl just like on Monday and I had like a killer set. Um, another woman in the crowd um, who I think is like more professional than anyone else that was really there. But she was like, had like part, she was like, has a party coming up and she like yeah. meets some of the other comics and she would want us to like, she would like pay us to do stand up at the party. Oh, okay. Like something I have not uh, done before. I've not done like 
uh, been booked for a party <laughs> like that, which is cool. Um, and I was like, oh, such a strong set. Like, and I like had a cool conversation with, I guess, a very, very cute girl. Um, and there hasn't been as much communication. So like we've, she's, we've gone back and forth like a little bit on Instagram, but it just seems like it's not as uh, back and forth and like good as it was just in person. I know that's like always tough. I think like, again, like the times are making it like a lot harder, like in general, but also like as a comic, like, you know how it is. Like, I feel like the most attractive, like you are is like, right. When you, like you said, right. When you get off stage after a killer set, like that is like you at your best. So it's sort of like, and then like, you just like go back to like, that's how I feel too. Like I go back to like civilian life. Like I take off my face and I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm just like, you know, regular. And I don't feel like that, that sort of like overwhelming confidence. So, and then, yeah, like just trying to kind of like keep things like going when it's tough to see people. I also now, like, I just like outright ask people if they're, if they've been tested for COVID like before, like, did you ever just like ask someone if they were tested for something? Like now I'm like, I'll ask, you know, doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, uh, do you know, um, I'm not going to just talk about someone else's podcast, but do you know the Endless Honeymoon podcast? It's uh, Moshe Kasher and uh, Natasha Zero's podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're really funny. And they were talking about like dating in the pandemic. And they were saying just like, get tested and then like, put in your bio like COVID free and like have one of your pictures be like the test results showing <laughs> that uh, you don't have COVID. And that's just like, all you have to do (laughs) that's like a it's like a huge draw no I know like um I actually like went to go see like a guy friend of mine the other day and I wore a mask like in his apartment because he's like been going out and stuff like that and I obviously I haven't and like so I'm like wearing a mask in his apartment and then like he was like trying to hook up with me like and he was like just keep the mask on and like I tried for like 10 minutes and I just kept laughing I'm like I can't I feel like I'm like in mortal combat like what are we doing right now like I cannot fool around with a mask on like did you you try did you try what was already he wanted to make out through through masks yes and I was like well what are you what are we doing like and then we were like I'm like what are you like just dry hump like what it just was it was too I couldn't yeah. but like meant like again did you, actually like, try? Like, did you actually go like mask to mask or was it just like too weird to even get to that point no I was like I kept laughing like yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't even get like anytime you get close to my face I'm like I can't I can't have you up in my face with like this mask. kiss me through the mask like what are we doing here so I just was like, I had to like walk away from that. But I guess yeah. some people... I mean, I'm not that careful. I, if someone, I wouldn't, I would, <laughs> I, would, I would still just like hook up with someone. I'm not gonna, I mean, I don't know. Well, I maybe I like you shouldn't right now. Too, like that's the difference. Like men like are like, yeah, like mask, no mask. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter how weird it is. Like they're going to like try every avenue like before they like say, okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I feel like chicks are like a little bit more laid back, but like. Or like thinking of what could happen or guys like, oh, let's just make out it's like oh there's like a pandemic it's like oh yeah <laughs> exactly but i feel like yeah i feel and then like some people were like well i you know if if we are all gonna like die from this thing like at least want to like go out having fun and i'm like okay i get that but i don't think we're like quite at that point but if no, trump wins on election thing. day then i'm just gonna throw caution to the wind and just have sex with whoever because nothing matters at that point so that's gonna be like my my breaking point i think oh if trump gets reelected yeah, I think yeah. at that point I'm going to stop caring about everything because, you know, I don't even know if I'll make it another four years at this point. Yeah. Um, we can get into that. I talk about uh, usually at some point that we always get into politics and this thing. So as long as we're here, um, 
have you uh have you like watched any of the debates have you uh have you been keeping up with, uh, yeah. with all this craziness absolutely um yeah and i'm like you know i'm very into politics although i've kind of tapered you know putting my political beliefs out there because a lot of my fan base are like white Republican men. Like I make jokes about it all the time. So I, I, you know, like I still, you know, talk my shit, but I try not to be like overbearing with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like refreshing to be able to to speak about it. But I watched the debates. I I don't know if you know this about me, but like I used to have like a huge crush on Joe Biden. Like during the Obama years, (laughs) it was like a running joke. Like I wanted to be his third wife. And yeah. so like now getting to see him so often has been great for me. Yeah. Um, again, especially being single during the pandemic and like masturbating all the time. It's like, he's just constantly on my phone, constantly on the TV. Like, so I'm, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I said, let's get into politics, that's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely not what I thought I was going to hear. <laughs> um, but cool. It's different. Um, You're like, yeah, I mean that too, like that aspect of it too. I feel like we should rate presidents based on like how fuckable they are like why not yeah there's something to that i mean i i mean i definitely preferred like when we had obama who was like a handsome charming guy as opposed to like this like weird like orange slob of a thing or it's like it's like who it's like is he even like a mammal it's like what is he it's just so weird well Um, i just feel like all that money and like one, not, not only are you not getting like plastic surgery, but like you can't even get a good enough makeup artist to blend your bronzer. I mean, like I learned that when I was 15 years old, I learned that yeah. skill. Like, what is his excuse? I don't understand. Like, but yeah. you know what? it's because he's rich and he's always been rich and rich dudes know that they can, you know, walk around looking ugly as hell with a tiny dick and they're still going to get pussy because they have money. So yeah, he's never tried. I don't think he thinks of himself as like ugly and it doesn't matter. I think he's like, I'm putting in all this effort and it's working. I think that's probably his mindset. I think he's probably like, I look fucking cool. (laughs) I know. Like, well, it's like a little bit delusional. I feel like. He's super delusional. The hair is very weird. Um, Yeah. It's just like uh, Joe Rogan has just talked about, this is just me referencing every more successful podcast. (laughs) Joe Rogan had a whole thing where he was just like, for the second, if he gets reelected, like in the second term, he should just like shave his head and get really buff. And like, oh, that would be a God. scary Trump. <laughs> I mean, I would have like, he, then he would look like Putin, I feel like, but like, I probably have like a tiny bit more respect for him. Yeah. If he like attempted to take care of himself. Yeah. And then, like, like, I was talking about this on Twitter the other day, like Mike Pence, like, I like, finding out what Mike Pence's like sexual kink is, is more important to me than Trump's tax returns at this point. Like I need to know like what that, you know, he's into some weird shit, but I need to specifically know like what it is. What do what, if you had to guess, what do you think Mike Pence's weird shit is? <sighs> so, what well, someone suggested, like he's really into getting pegged and I'm like, Oh, I yeah. could kind of see that. I and think, then, yeah, no, no. I was going to say like, the only other thing is like, <sighs> I don't know. It's so hard. I definitely think that there's like some like sub like Dom submissive thing. I think he likes to be submissive in some way. Yeah. I think, I think that's a hundred percent it. I think um, probably he likes pegging uh, if he's ever actually tried it. I feel like something about him makes me think he likes being stepped on. Um, Yeah. 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 Like, have you ever watched billions? Did you watch the show billions? No, no. I've heard. 
Um, yeah, like Paul Giamatti's character, like he's like a powerful guy, but he's really into that. Like he likes being like dominated. But yeah. then like I also could kind of go the other way with Pence and see him being like, you know, like the people in Hostel who like pay a ton of money to like go and like chop somebody's arm off and like get off to that. Like I could kind of yeah. see it both ways for him. Yeah, I um, well, I think he's super in the closet. I think that's just part of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he calls his wife mother. I don't know what that's about. That feels like there's probably some kink in there. Yeah, like um, some like Oedipus like or thing going on. Like yeah, something like that. Um, he's always like super. Like he's the opposite of Trump. Like he's always super manicured, which again kind of points to like the gay vibes for me. You know, like he's like yeah. very well dressed and manicured for like a heterosexual guy. Not that he couldn't be like Metro, but I don't know yeah yeah um i think there's something about you're like that uh, the more someone is like trying to take rights away from gay people the more likely it is that it's just like it's not that they hate gay people it's that they hate themselves because they're gay and it's oh like, absolutely yeah that's, um and then there's also a thing where it's like but he's like i guess he is like this because all politicians are but he doesn't seem as power hungry as other politicians you know right Right. Unless like, it's like he's very secretive, though, and that I don't like. Like he's like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so I guess it could be. Um, I'm sure he is power hungry, but he's not like outwardly. He doesn't seem as power hungry as like Trump or even like as Hillary seemed, because Hillary was also uh, very power hungry, and you could you could Definitely. just see that on her. Yeah. Um, he's a little more aloof if he is power hungry. Um, yeah. But then a lot of those people, like, it's always, like, senators and people in high positions of power also like to be, like, pissed on and just, like, yeah. beaten. So I think that was that yeah, was my absolutely. whole roundabout way of saying maybe Pence likes to get pissed on. But that's oh. what Trump likes. That's what we know right. Trump likes. So it's, like, I Which, wonder again, if is both. such an interesting thing to me. But I, I think that, like, nine times out of ten, like, sex comes down to power dynamics for people. Yeah. Like, I always say like, I'm like a very like type A personality. Like I'm super aggressive, like do everything for myself kind of woman. So yeah, like during sex, I'd rather take a more submissive role because that's like, you know, a turn on for me. And then even going back to the UFC thing. And like, again, this is just like full disclosure, like for legal reasons, this is just a rumor, but there was a rumor going around for a while that like uh, Ronda Rousey was into like having trains run on her. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I could kind of see it, though, because think about it. You're like this alpha female. Like, what's like the one thing that's like so taboo for you? It's like the opposite. It's like you getting overpowered by somebody. So I could. kind Yeah, I could see that. That makes that makes sense to me. Um, So I don't know. But what do you think of of, uh, Kamala? Did you watch that debate? The VP one? Oh, yeah. And I loved it. And you know what? I think Pence loved it, too. I think he liked that she told him. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I think he liked that. She was, I think he, I think he did it intentionally. So she would do that to him. Yeah. That's a cool theory. I like that. Um, he may or may not have ejaculated on stage that night. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Cause they had to be kept what, like 12 feet away from everybody. Yeah. And they're like, we need plexiglass. And he's like, I don't want plexiglass. It's like, dude, you guys are all so sick. You are not like, uh, <laughs> like should we even be like breathing the same circulated air. It's just like, 
it's disgusting. They're crazy. I actually just saw, did you see there was like an article yesterday that came out saying that they will be muting yeah. microphones during the next yes. debate and Trump was pissed. And I'm like, of course he is because he was the one who was incapable of following the rules of the debate. Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting because it's like, well, if his mic gets cut off, will he just like um, stop? Well, or will he just like, will he just like make a bigger scene and try to scream loud enough to be heard on Biden's mic? I mean, there's still cameras. They're still picking up sound. Even if his mic gets taken off, it'll be like muted. But you could right. probably still hear him like saying something underneath Biden. I think, I don't know. I think it could end up being just very embarrassing for him. <laughs> Again, yeah, once again, it's going to be embarrassing. Like, but then his supporters don't care. It's like very weird. It's just like, and they're like, oh, like the, they like to paint it that like liberals are like so obsessed with Obama. But I don't think any, I don't know any liberals that like Obama this much. No. <laughs> it's like they like Trump or like people criticize. I know people on the left who criticize. And if you go far enough left, they're like very critical of Obama. But it's just like, uh, well, I just always think, like, what kind of loser shows up to a rally of any kind? Like, I, I have yeah. never been, like, I'm a very passionate person, but I have never liked anything so much, like, that I want it to be, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, let's go to a rally for it. Like, yeah. With or the exception it's just, of, like, concerts, if you're going to, like, sort of count that, but that's, like, a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, there is a concert feel to it, and I think that might be what they like. It's, I mean, it feels almost like, it feels almost like, uh like deadheads but like a more racist uh <laughs> gross version of it <laughs> yeah like an amped up version of it yeah i almost like there was a, like obviously before the pandemic there was like a part of me that almost wanted to go like just to like experience like dmt like i just wanted to like experience yeah. the craziness to say that i did it but i also was like i don't know if i could like control myself and not like punch somebody in the face while i was there yeah, they're um, like they're like not to be judgmental, but it's just like the grossest people are just like at these these fucking Trump rallies, and it's just like I don't know, it's so weird. And he's telling he's like amping them up, being like screaming like lock her up about like the Michigan governor who was almost like kidnapped and murdered, and it's just like, dude, she was like, this is why, and people, I don't know. Um, it's just well, it's insanity, and it's like ex we've accepted it at this point, and that's the scary part is that like we've we've become desensitized, and we've just sort of like accepted, you know, the chaos, which is disturbing. And as much as I can't stand him, like again, like I told you, like I have a lot of people that follow me who are like huge Trump supporters, so I'm always trying to like find like a path or a bridge, like to find mm -hmm. some level of understanding, but like it's it's hard it's really hard sometimes i just look at this guy and i'm like because you know what i say like my uncle like he's voting for trump and i'm like i go if you like if he was like a, a person you knew in real life like somebody you interacted with you'd be like this guy is the biggest fucking douchebag i've ever met in my life like you mm -hmm. wouldn't like him as like an everyday person so why do you think he would be like a good leader like what about yeah. him what about his persona or is it like, you're like, oh yeah, that's a good leadership quality. He's like a, he's like an infant. Like, I don't even get it. Yeah. He's just like, I think that is what it is at some point is that they just like the trollishness of it. I think they, at some point it's more about uh, owning the libs than like yeah. doing anything else. And it's just like, um, and then people think that like, uh, people really think Biden 
is like this like socialist and it's just like dude he's going to put like people on wall street in charge of the economy it's like he's right. like such like a wall street moderate guy that it's just like how there, there's no way you you're just like saying it you're I, that there's no way you actually believe that joe biden turns america into venezuela it's like joe yeah. biden's the one being like let's invade venezuela and like make sure we put like a uh a, like a i don't know a whatever a like in charge yeah exactly like he that's what i say to people all the time like he and also his running mate they're like oh they're anti-cops meanwhile his running mate is a former prosecutor who yeah. her career was spent working with and for the police and so was like not even like i mean philly has a da who's like very progressive and is mm-hmm. just like outed crooked cops and will like uh yeah, like release lists of like and release like the complaints specific cops have had levied against them to the public. But that's not what she was doing. She was like she was working like with the cops. She was like she was very like pro police. Know, yeah. Funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, but it's like you said, like people just build a narrative and like they want to stick to it. And like you could tell them it's like the same thing with science. You're also dealing with a group of people who don't believe in science. You could show them like the data of why something is the way that it is. And we're living in an age where they could just be like, no, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't accept that. So, you know, what do you expect from people? But have you ever dated and, or, you know, or been attracted to like a conservative or Republican girl, because this is something that plagues me in my life. Like, um, uh, in terms of, I mean, obviously I've always thought uh, it's like, you get someone like Tommy Lauren and you're like, Oh, she's very, she's very attractive, but I'm trying to like, I could be convinced. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know if there's anyone in like my life that I've actually met. And maybe it's just because I've, I live in such bubbles that I'm not, uh, seeing any, uh, like conservative women, but no, I don't think I've ever, been, I don't think I've ever really found myself attracted to a woman, at least that I am aware of her uh, politics. I'm her sure. Being, yeah. Like you know, haven't gone to a rally and like picked up anybody for the night, like that kind of thing. No. Um, and especially in the city, I don't know. I feel like. Well, yeah, you're living in New York, like, you know, you're in the comedy scene. That's not exactly like flush with like, maybe if you were like living in like Alabama, you know, like it would yeah. be a little and bit more of an issue. Like, and if you run into conservatives out here, it's usually like dudes. It's like, yeah. you don't really meet, you don't really meet any like really outspoken uh, Trump supporting women. Right. And at least the ones you do see that are like that online and uh, like on the news are not, uh, like they're just like fat white women they're like people nobody cares about i was trying to tiptoe around that but yeah yeah, that's who they are (laughs) i'll say it for you don't worry (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i feel like yeah for me like i am constantly like either attracting or attracted to these like maga boys it's not really intentional it just happens and so like my new thing is like every time I start talking to a guy who's like that, I have to make a donation to the Biden campaign. Yeah. Cause I, I have agree. to like offset my karma a little bit, but and yeah. I don't even know. What it is. I think it's like the whole, like the yin yang thing, or maybe it's like the false perception that I always think like I could change, you know, like women always think we could change men. Like, I think there's like yeah. an idea, like I could like, I could save them. I could change them. So I keep finding myself in these situations 
you know, or even like Dana White, like there's so many things about Dana White that I like. And then when I had to watch him and like do his RNC speech, it was like painful for me. Like I was like, I can't. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I think it's also a little bit like when someone, a celebrity you like, you find out they're like a Scientologist. It's just like, oh no, why? I know. (laughs) Or how about like this, this whole uh, Chris Pratt business? Like, yeah. What's that about really? I kind of have seen it, but I don't really get it. What did, did he, he said something? No. So it's, it all started out because the internet voted, basically the internet was playing like kill, fuck, marry with like the big Chris's in Hollywood. So it was Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth and uh, I, maybe Chris oh. Pine. Oh, is it Chris Evans? Or maybe Chris Evans. What? Oh yeah. Maybe it was Chris Evans, but I think he's, he's Captain America, right? I think so. Yeah. He's like the really handsome one. And then the other one's like Thor. Like I get them all confused, but it started out as that, like just like an internet thing. And basically Chris Pratt was the one that like lost. And so all of his co-stars and his wife came out with these like really dramatic posts defending him. And then because of that, other people started outing Chris Pratt for being like a right wing guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And he like, apparently he goes to a church that, you know, doesn't like and preaches against, you know, LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. He follows Ben Shapiro and like a bunch of other right wing people. Um, So, you know, it just sort of was like, people are like, no, like actually like nobody needs to feel bad, you know, for, for Chris Pratt because, you know he's not what we want. Um, and people always complain about that too. They're like, Oh, like liberals want to cancel anybody who doesn't agree with them. And I'm like, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. It's just that like, you're allowed to have whatever beliefs you want, but then I'm also allowed to have the belief that you're an asshole because of your beliefs and no longer subscribe to what you're doing. Like, I'm not saying I think he should lose his job, but like, I'm, what I'm saying is I don't, I shouldn't have, you know, I don't have to support him. So how is that cancel culture? That's called just, I have like, you know, an opinion. Yeah. I mean, the whole cancel culture stuff is, uh, is just weird. I mean, it's like, um, what does it even mean to be canceled? Like (laughs) is you're just being tweeted about by people who don't like you, but like everyone who's canceled still has fans. So it's like, right. Like Chris D'Elia, like I'm, I 1000% think that he's going to keep, doing shows probably at smaller clubs. Like once the pandemic is over, like um, maybe he'll even do like a pay, like a podcast on what's it called? Like Patreon, Patreon, yeah, Patreon. Um, stuff like that. I don't, cause like, you're right. He still has fans just like Louis CK. Like Louis still performing. Do... Yeah. Right. Wasn't he at like Dave Chappelle's like, you know, adult comedy camp or something like that. Wasn't he, he was at Chappelle's camp? thing. He was like there. People were upset. Cause it was like him and a bunch of people. Um, and other comics and everyone was even like attacking like the other comics in the picture like oh like how could you like perform with him and it's just like well what do you want them to do like fly out to ohio and be like oh louis here i guess i'll just leave i'll just turn around and go that doesn't make sense um Um, but but yeah the la comedy scene actually like got hit pretty hard like there was a bunch of people like um delia um, who else was it? Like, I know Joey, um, Joey Diaz got in some hot water. Joe he got Logan in hot left. water, but I don't think Diaz was like canceled or I don't, I feel like, cause Diaz, it was just like, he said fucked up shit or he right. said he did fucked up shit and was like laughing about it. So I right. guess that, I don't know, but no one's and, come out and said that he did those things. 
Exactly. And I like there's a bunch of women like who have opened for him and toured with him who came out saying that they never had, you know, any issues with him. So like it just was like I think it all happened at the same time. And then there was like the Brian Callen thing. Callen one so, big. Yeah. Um, he's trying to get back out there though. Like he's been fighting it. He's actually counter suing. So mm. he's pushing back, which to me almost like makes me feel like, okay, like maybe like, you know, he's telling the truth and he really didn't do it because then you have another guy like Dalia who just like disappeared, like didn't even yeah. really f- try to fight it. And I feel like if somebody said that about me and it was untrue, like I would fight it tooth and nail, yeah. like not even just for my career, but just because I wouldn't want people to think that I did those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, if obviously, if you didn't do it, you gotta, you gotta push back on it. You can't just be like, well, people think that it's whatever. Yeah. Like, no, dude, you gotta, you gotta fight back on that a bit if it's, if it's not true. Um, but yeah. But those guys used to run, like, again, like I'm coming, like, this is before the pandemic when I first got to LA and I was hanging out at the comedy store. They were like, you know, like it was like Joe Rogan's angels. Like, you yeah. know, he was like the the darling of the comedy store. And so like those were the big guys. Um, and now like, you know, Joe left, you know, Brian and Chris, you know, have their problems. I feel like, you know, Joey Diaz moved to New Jersey. So I think that once we're on the other side of this thing, um, it's going to be really interesting in the L.A. comedy scene to kind of like see, you know, what happens now that those guys are. Yeah, know, all but gone. Well, I think they'll be. I think I like I find it hard to believe I mean maybe he'll like have his keep his huge Austin mansion and like be resided there for tax purposes yeah um but he's gonna I I can't believe he's not he's gonna get in a he has the money he's gonna get an apartment he's gonna rent in LA he's gonna be spend like large amount of times in LA I mean even if he gets his comedy club off the ground in Austin I think he's still gonna be like yeah my comedy club's good but it's not it's not the store I think he's going to go back to the store. I mean, nothing will ever be the comedy store. Like, I mean, look at New York, like New York has a great, you know, comedy scene, but it still isn't, you know, like the Titan that the comedy store is. So again, Joe Rogan's great, but I think it's like a little bit like egotistical to think he's going to go to Texas and like create the biggest comedy Mecca the world has ever seen just because he was like, I'm Joe Rogan, like build it. Like it's not, I think it's going to, what it might do is it might create an influx of just like broy, broy comics in Austin. I think a lot of people are going to follow suit and uh, that might be good for one or two of them. But I think a lot of people are going to just like, I think, I think Austin comedy scene, I I mean, I've never performed in Austin. I can't say what it's like now. Um, but I imagine it's going to get a lot brillier because of just Joe Rogan being there. People being like, well, this is the spot. Fuck LA. And then I think a yeah. lot of LA comics are going to be like, no, it's still, you still post pandemic. You want to be here. Right. Well, that was the thing I was laughing about though, because like Austin is actually like a very liberal progressive. Yeah, it's like city. the most liberal part of Texas. by mile. Yeah. And they actually, they like, just like LA, they have a problem with homeless people and the traffic is really bad. So when he was out there, like acting like he was like escaping and going to this, like, you know, oasis, I was like, dude, like Austin is basically like the LA of Texas. So I don't really yeah. know. He's not in the city city though, or maybe he's in the limits. Have you seen like pictures of like the house he got out there? Oh my God. No, I've just seen that God awful studio like that. The, the studio is bad. 
I mean, I just don't like speaking of Broey, it looks like it was like some thir- like a 13 year old boy was like, you know, what's gonna be really cool if we make it look like, you know, it came out of Star Wars. Like, I'm like it oh, looks what? very Star Warsy. Um, and his his last studio was great. I mean, I don't know why. The last one was like, awesome. Yeah, like the American mm-hmm. flag was cool. He had the uh, the Jimi Hendrix photo, like fucking metal portrait before was very cool. Well, um, and it made sense, right? Like it was like a brick wall. Like you had like the Longhorn skull, the American flag. Like that to me was like a broy. Like that's where I see like bros, you know, like him talking to Navy SEALs and you know like other comics and smoking cigars. Like that setting makes sense. This is like someone on the internet said it looked like the inside of Darth Maul's shoe. And I was like, yeah. that is exactly the vibes. And then like sprinkled with like statues of like Buddhas. It's very weird. Yeah, well, it looks like it looks like a submarine that like a Bond villain would be in. It's just yeah. like it's very weird. And like, I think he's I think he might change it up because I think there's like a, I think he's talked about it. He's like, yeah, I didn't anticipate this much hate for <laughs> for the studio. Um, I think Kanye is going to go on his show soon. Um, oh God. And uh, Kanye wants to design the student wants to des- do some like set designing or whatever. Um, so maybe maybe he'll re- maybe Kanye will fix it. Maybe Kanye will make it look better. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think like have you seen Kanye's home and like the clothing he puts out? It, we're just gonna go from <laughs> bad to worse. Like Kanye's yeah. idea of style is like everything's gonna be like slate. And then like a piece of cloth and that's it. And like, he's going to think it's like a genius thing. It's going to look gonna like, be like it's going to be beige and baggy. It's like yeah. kind of his, uh, <laughs> his vibe. Um, it's going to be so, yeah, I can't like if, and again, like I know he's having Kanye on, I feel like he's like trying to appease people, but if like Kanye is on like a list of five people where like, if I never had to hear from him again, I probably would be okay. Like, I've come to terms with the fact that we're not getting back, like, college dropout Kanye. Like, he is never coming back. No. Those days are over. Those days and are over. I'm just not terribly interested in the person, you know, that he's become. I don't think he should be canceled. I just am not, you know, buying what he's selling. Yeah. I mean, what he's, 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 he's gone to some weird places. I still like his music. Um, it's obviously not as good now. Um yeah nothing's really going to be probably as good as uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I think that's like yeah. a masterpiece that can't really be outdone, especially not with like his, uh, his Jesus cult. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the, you should look at the new music videos he's putting out. They're weird. They're really weird. It's just like, uh, and he like has his, like, what is it? I think he owns like 4,000 acres in Wyoming um, and he just has this whole ranch and he has like these weird vehicles, but then you get like, there's a music video he does off his new album where it's just like, uh, what's her name? Chris Jenner. Is that the, Oh God, the mom. Yeah. The mom. Yeah. So it's her and it's like family. It's like a weird family portrait in the video of all these people. And then it's also like all his like choir singers. And it's just like, we dude, it looks like you're making a cult. It like could not look more like you're a cult leader more culty no that is who I think he is and like my only like you know empathy that I have for him is I do obviously feel like I know he has mental health like legitimate mental health issues um and so I was just talking to actually some of like my MMA friends today about how like there's a lot of that in the UFC and it kind of gets like overlooked or it gets chalked up to like oh he's just 
you know, it's his persona. And in certain cases, I think it is. But in other cases, I think it's legitimate. And so it's, you know, obviously like you sort of like you're poking fun at it and you're saying they're annoying and ridiculous. But then I try to remind myself that there is some like legitimate chemical imbalance that we're seeing, you know, play out. And that's obviously very, you know, it's very sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I still, despite everything, I still, I think I still like Kanye. I mean, it's the Trump stuff is disappointing, Um, but it's like 50 Cent just endorsed trump and it's like i'm not gonna stop listening to g unit so it's just <laughs> like i don't know but also who still listens to g unit max like i think I that's do. the bigger <laughs> problem here yeah oh my god yeah. yeah it's like it's like a weird time that we're living in but um yeah i know what you're saying though too like there are people that like i know like all the guys from like the band kiss are like voting for trump i'm like all right i'm not oh, gonna like burn they? my kiss yeah like i'm not gonna like burn my kiss shirts like i'm not you know what i mean like sometimes you just sort of have to accept that somebody you like you know doesn't feel the same way about things as you do um yeah. which you know i'm sure that there are people who feel that way about me you know like they may yeah. like a lot of things about me and hate my political leanings yeah and i'm i like i feel like especially like with a lot of like comics and like people in the entertainment industry i'm like very much about like unless it's like really really bad uh just always like separating the art from the artist so it's just like if i'm gonna still watch the movies of someone that's done like something like really gross like some whatever crime it's like i'm not gonna stop listening to someone's music because their political beliefs are different it's just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch like a Roman Polanski movie and then be yeah. like, oh, but fifty cents too far. It's like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like I feel you. Like I I too like would like to think that I can draw the line at pedophilia, but like and then you're like, okay, but if I like in other words, like you can't listen to Michael Jackson and then be like, Oh, but fuck Kanye, you know, for liking Trump. Like it just doesn't make Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Make sense. No, I mean it's got to be so bad for me to be like, oh, it's like too uncomfortable. It's like Cosby is basically like Oof. the like one where it's like, barrel. yeah, because it's also like Cosby's whole thing was he was squeaky clean. Right. Um, and like the role model you should be like Woody right. Allen's never tried to be anything other than kind of a, a piece of shit. Yeah. So like that was his persona when people liked him. So it's just right. like, it's like, it's not like he was like on some moral high horse being like, you guys should live like me. He was kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, you probably shouldn't be like me. I'm really fucking weird. <laughs> like at least he was honest about, you know, being a terrible person. No, I know what you're yeah, saying. That's kind of like the Louis stuff too, where it's like Louis was all about like, oh yeah, men are creeps. And it's like, it's like the number one, like harm for women is men. And then it's just like, he's part of it too. And it's like, oh, well he was like, he was kind of being like pretty honest then he wasn't trying. I don't know. I know somebody said that too. They were like, I think it was some other comic was like 75% of that guy's material was about jerking off. And you're surprised that he likes <laughs> to beat off in front of women. Like did really like what, how are you that surprised by Well, that? But then like the worst person probably is like Weinstein. Um, Ugh, yeah. But then it's like, he's not really an artist. He was just funding great movies. So it's like, you have to, so it's like, I'm not going to not watch tarantino or like kevin smith because right they're produced by it you know yeah no Um, absolutely it's like there are different there are levels to this shit you know like there are like levels to like crappy people and some things are like 
unforgivable and i'm like okay i don't want to like endorse that person well, anymore he's the most unforgivable i think why it's different is that it's because it's not his art it's right. not like it's not like you're supporting like his vision you're just right. like he put money into he just knew where to put money in to make he was the money man yeah no absolutely it's like a little bit different but then i'm like then i look at people like you know, Jeffrey Epstein, who, again, like you're talking about like the worst of the worst. And it is a little bit hard for me not to judge the, you know, celebrities and politicians who were friends with him, like not maybe not like at the start, but like after he got indicted the first time, like there were like a ton of like notable, like A-list people who still stayed friends with him, like until he got indicted a second time. And then I'm sure their PR people were like, what the fuck are you thinking? But all those people, like, I'm kind of looking at them like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And it's not just celebrities with him. It was also like academics. He was like funding. Right. Like so much in like these universities. So like they always wanted him around just to like get more money and they would like hear out his ideas. Um, yeah well that one's also so kind of because it's not even like um no one grew up loving like uh no one has like a favorite jeffrey epstein song so it's not like (laughs) i know it's like well yeah yeah, and then like it's you're right it's not the same and i guess like at the end of the day we all sort of make excuses you know for the people we love like you know same thing with the UFC fighters. Like John Jones has like a very checkered past. He's like a problematic person, but I, yeah. you know, make excuses for him all the time. So yeah. it's, you just sort of pick the person that you do that with, you know, and everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. And I mean, people, and there's different, like we said, there's different degrees of things and people fuck up and people change. So it's yeah. like, that's also why like the canceling thing is just kind of, well, the canceling is dumb when it's like you're digging up old tweets that's really when the cancel culture is really stupid um is when it's like uh because if someone's just like a pedophile they're a pedophile and it's yeah you can't be like oh i used to yeah like i used to jerk off little kids but i've changed like no it doesn't work that way yeah no and it's like uh it's like it's much different than making a joke about pedophilia 10 years ago and then again getting up or saying like one, you know, off color remark in like 2008 and then people being like, like they want your head on a spit. Like, you're right. It's, it's ridiculous. I think there needs to be a cutoff thing. If you weren't offended, like within like six months of a thing getting <laughs> said, you can't be offended by it anymore. Cause it's just so in the past now It's just, gonna, especially like if it's a, a statute joke. of limitations on being offended by something. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, especially if it's a joke. If it's someone who just has shitty opinions and still has those opinions for decades, that's like, well, they're an asshole. But right. if someone just like said something in an interview in like yeah. 1998 and now yeah. you dig it up and you're just like, do you really do you really think that? And it's just like, dude, I don't know. I'm just like yeah. saying shit. It's just like you're like, yeah. I also thought like O-Town was like a great band. Like, are we really going to go by everything I thought was cool in like the 90s? Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You can't, you, I just, you, you know, no, go yeah. on. I was going to say, you can't, you can't get mad at people for like, like saying something that we don't, it's like, we don't, it's like, well, we, we, we agreed 10 years later. That's not a cool thing to say. So how dare you say that then it's like, well, you were probably talking like that back then too. 
Right. Absolutely. Like things change, like, uh, you know, public tastes and whatnot change. And so we can't always hold people. You're right. Like to the standard, we hold them now. And I also feel like, um, like I believe in the power of like change and recidivism and all that stuff. So if somebody was like, you know, like even if it's like a guy, like not somebody who, like if you rape somebody, like obviously that's not forgivable. But if you were like the kind of guy who like made crude jokes and maybe got a little like, you know, handsy or did something or just did something like, you know, benign, but shitty, but you've changed, like you've matured and you've changed. I don't think you should be canceled. Like, I think that it's okay to say, yeah, you know what? I made mistakes, you know, when I was younger, but I'm a changed man. I want to be an example to other young men. I think that's great. Like, I don't want to, you know, hang somebody out to dry because they weren't always the best version of themselves because I haven't always been the best version of myself. Does that mean I should lose my career, you know, 10 years later? Um, you know, it's like obviously committing like a heinous crime is one thing, but acting a fool at different points in your life. I mean, then like, then nobody's going to have a career if that's what we're going to measure everything against. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with all that. Um, basically this is like my way of trying to make sure I never get canceled. Like, yeah, years, I know. Uh, from- <laughs> that, that's the thing now, especially like starting a podcast, you're just like putting out, you're just saying so much. It's just like, Oh, did I say anything bad? Like what will this be in 10 years? But, um, Oh my God, it's, it's awful. Like that's yeah. like, I know Chris Stefano, you know him, right? Yeah. Like he says it all the time. He's like, after I do a podcast, I like black out. Like, I don't remember what the hell came out of my mouth. Like, it's just like, no. a con- you know, it's like a stream of consciousness. So no, I'm sure I've said things on my podcast that weren't great. It's like a conversation. It's like, so every conversation you've ever had in your life has been like super squeaky clean and right. not, nothing. You've never said anything that could or you wouldn't would, want everybody to hear. Yeah. That's problematic. Um, exactly. But I think that's uh, I think that's a cool note to to end on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Time. Uh, do you want to? Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, probably just my social media because everything else that I'm doing, like the podcast and the YouTube stuff, can all be found via um, you know, my social media. So yeah. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter, and it's at Bree Bree Hunter B R I B R I Hunter. Um, and I always, my little tagline is like, come for the boobs, stay for the jokes. And that's basically a very succinct definition of what you'll find there. And yeah. now as of yesterday, you can follow me on TikTok If you're, if you're into that sort of thing, um, same handle on there. And I, I really don't know what kind of content is going to be going up there, but I'll try my best to keep, uh, you know, the Gen Zers entertained. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. I'll definitely follow, give you a follow on, uh, on TikTok. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, thanks again for listening. Um, you can always, as always, you can find me at Max Marcus Comedy on all social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, please uh, rate and review uh, on iTunes or wherever else you can do that. And uh, this has been the MaxCast. I hope you enjoyed it.